associate professor at the University of Guelph is trying to discover how germs are spread by toddlers with a new study. Uh, she joins the show right now. Monica Kojo Karu is a professor of mathematics at the University of Guelph. Welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Um, thank you. Good morning, and uh, thank you for having me. How does a professor at the University of Guelph's math and stats department get interested in the spread of germs by toddlers? Oh, um, by a direct involvement in being a mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, my son uh, attended the Child Care Learning Center, uh, which is the child care facility on campus, and um uh, yeah, at some point, like any other parent, uh, we've faced uh, uh, winter time, fall and winter time, and a lot of uh, sneezing and coughing and fever and sometimes other symptoms. Um, and they were they are quite rapid <laughs> for a while. And of course, as a working parent, both working parents, uh, which I think it's very common nowadays, um, when certain symptoms. Um, present themselves then the child the best practice policy from public health and and uh, medical uh, community says that the child has to be taken home um so, so you were dealing was, with that yeah yeah so one day i was just venting like any parent and the former director of the center was telling me well maybe i should get someone to look into do re- doing research <laughs> And I said, well, that's someone, it's me, so let's do something. So is this something that you took on as a labor of love, like a side project, or can you actually run this out of the mathematics department? No, this is actually very close to to the research I have conducted before, and uh, so I wasn't a stranger to to, to building this model, Um, and it's in my sort of, in my garden, a variety of building a model. So we're go- yeah we're gonna basically we almost uh, finished building the the skeleton of the model which is uh, supposed to um, model one on one like uh, in in terms of modeling the people the children and the caregivers and the rooms that they move into um, for the purpose of establishing some contact patterns either child 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 teacher and um, and humans to to surfaces in various rooms. For those of us, I have to interrupt for a second. Just for those of us that don't speak, you know, science speak and models and yep. such, can you just run through what you mean by model? Like, are you actually building rooms within the University of Guelph's Child Care Center and Learning Center and different surfaces so that you can study the kids and, and uh, how they move about surfaces and map it out? How does that work? Yes, um, that works. We're building the rooms, but virtually in a, in a simulated computer model, not in in real in real life but in order for our simulated rooms and simulated little people and uh, and adults moving around to actually work we we collect data from the uh, child uh, learning center and how do you do that do you do that by filming them oh no 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 it's completely anonymous it's a kind of a lengthy process Uh, We have these small rooms, which are for teaching purposes and observational rooms. So I literally stand there and watch, visually watch uh, a child, a little child for a while or a teacher for a while and mark down um, in my file the type of contacts they have in a one-minute to five-minute interval. Maybe I watch too much TV, but uh, I can't be the only one (laughs) thinking double-sided mirror. Is that what we're talking about it? 
here? Uh, it's not quite double-sided, but the, the the windows from the observation room are not as transparent. Okay. So if you dim the light, then you basically, you don't interfere at all with the environment of the children, which is very important. We don't want to use anything that sort of is invasive in any way in, in the environment because we want things to happen as they happen in a regular day. So you're pinpointing the points of transmission, like the hot spots. Yeah. How many times yeah. are kids touching this surface and then, you know, touching uh, the, their face? Or how many times are, are their kids yes. sneezing on things like this? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. interesting stuff. I mean, I can't believe no one has done this before. What, what are you hoping to gain from this data besides, you know, information on what areas or hot spots that your kids right. could be touching? Right. Right. Well, uh, what we do with the model once once we, we finish building it is we're going to uh, simulate the introduction of infectious pathogens, you know, like the influenza, for instance, or norovirus or rotavirus or RSV or any of these things. Uh, generally, in these transmission models that we build in mathematics and mathematical biology and epidemiology, uh, we usually tend to track one pathogen at a time, like one type of infection at a time. Um, unfortunately, in real life, you know, they have, they tend to just happen. <laughs> so there's a lot of concurrent pathogens that could could roam around. So our model would actually be able to to simulate that. And then once we have output data in terms of how many kids get sick, how, how many staff get sick, uh, how much transmission it could be in the immediate family, which is another health burden for the hmm. families and the, and the caregivers at the center, um, we hope to, uh, to then mediate that in the model by encouraging vaccination rates, encouraging more sanitary measures, perhaps different ones than the ones that exist or more frequent or just perhaps encouraging activities with the children that would mitigate and have less of the contact patterns that are usually responsive, uh, responsible for a lot of transmission. I understand that this data or data could help inform smart design as well in daycares. Can you elaborate on what you're thinking about? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to, to, to areas where the children play, I mean, the children have to play, mm -hmm. and that's great for them. But, you know, the, the type of materials that we could be looking and in having the toys built from, you know, the surface contact is, could be very important for certain types of pathogens. So if we have, if we bring in, you know, surfaces that say do not encourage so much, uh, you know, um, pathogens to, to to sort of stick to them, mm -hmm. then that would clearly mitigate some of the some of the transmission. So we want to be smart. We want to look at bathrooms and perhaps, you know, um, using materials or, or a different kind of of of, uh, of way of using them, right? That would that would mitigate some of the some of the pathogen transmission. I think smart design could be as easy as you know coming up with ways that you can introduce play because kids love to play into exactly. hygiene. You know, uh, maybe Absolutely. you develop a, a soap that after 30 seconds it, it turns from red to blue or, you exactly. know, it changes color. Yeah. So, you know, when it's yeah. blue, that's when you stop washing your hands. Although, good luck because they'll keep scrubbing, <laughs> hoping another color yeah. will be revealed, yeah. I'm sure. I, I, think, I think exactly. I think we need to recognize that, you know, children in, in a child care facility have different ages and at those different ages they will behave differently and this is one thing that we recognize in our model uh, toddlers you know tend to tend to move around and and have different behavior than say preschool age children 
And so, so we, need to, we need to account for that, but you're absolutely right. Smart design could include really encouraging activities that are you know, mitigating transmission while being fun and being uh, a, a learning environment. Um, conducive. I see what you mean about toddlers and you know uh, kids that are older in school because toddlers are discovering all the time. They're they're constantly yes. putting things in their mouths. Touch is really yes. important to them. Personal touch is important to them. You'll see them kissing yes. each other and hugging each other, and yes. you don't want to shut that down. You just want to mitigate the possible harm of it. True. Yes, absolutely. And that that is a, there is a very <clears throat> very interesting and difficult balance to to look at, and as far as we know, nobody has looked at that. And so we're very happy that we have managed to get this partnership between the Child Care and the University, the NSERC, the National Science and Research and Engineering Research Council of Canada, which is a federal uh, agency for funding, and our friends at Sanofi Pasteur Canada, who um, partnered up with us. To, to help us in, you know, trying to figure out the pathogens that we're going to introduce and and the epidemiology behind those. Professor, how long will this, this um, mapping last for, this this study and the model? Um, the whole study is supposedly uh, supposed to take uh, two years, and we have um, almost built the, the actual movement phase of the model, as we call it, so pre-pathogen introduction. So we're hoping to have some good results to report on uh, by the end of the summer, and then by the end of the following summer uh, and fall, we should be having quite a few results in terms of what the model could inform, what kind of policy ideas the model could inform. Really interesting stuff. Thank you so much, Professor. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure to, to talk to you. Cheers. That is Professor Kojo Karu, mathematics at the University of Guelph. Kelly Cutrera Show, you're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.